voting whether or not in taking steps if you would like to stay in the apartment or not stay in the apartment. The steps are different if you would like to stay post-fire, i.e. waiting for the landlord to fix and returning, or if you would like to take that opportunity to just move uh, forward to a new apartment. Those steps are different, and we can talk about it. And actually documenting, uh, making sure you seek counsel for both landlord-tenant and for tort, for negligence due to the fire from the landlord. There you go. Important. Again, you got to you got to list the items that were damaged, right? You make sure you list everything lost, damaged by the blaze. Uh, very helpful to know the item, what it was, when you might have purchased the item, purchased from, cost, and all that involved. That's all very important. If you want to, you know, get back some some stuff here based on that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a, it's a pretty arduous process, and it has to be done rather fast. Right, so if you need the help of family members, friends, that's something you um you should do ASAP. What I tell tenants is to take photos um of new items as soon as they buy them. Right, store their receipts. Uh, take photos of the things in the apartment as every time they remember. Right, because the time of the fire is probably the last. You probably won't have that chance at the time. Yep, important stuff. Um, uh, what about the fire marshal itself? They're always, you know, they're going to be on the scene. A lot of officials there. How do you approach that individual, the team, and whatnot? What do you say to them? Well, ultimately, the fire marshal will come and determine who caused the fire. It becomes more expensive, who's liable. Um, it becomes more complicated if it's caused by another tenant. So then the landlord starts pointing figures, and, and the insurance company starts fighting each other, the tenant's insurance versus um, the landlord's insurance, right? But the determination of what caused the fire is also important. Um you should also, the tenant should also be looking to see where they will be staying, if they plan to return or not plan to return, trying to have the landlord cover that cost. Some landlords will. Um, other times, it's uh, the Red Cross or any organization that comes to assist. They'll pay uh, for a certain amount of time. Unfortunately, at different times, it's a shelter. Um, I wanted to also talk about, as I said before, what the process is. If you are regulated, if you're regulated, that's that mostly in New York City, you can actually maintain the rent for, for $1 um, to maintain your right to the apartment. So that's a big thing you do if you're regulated. Rent stabilizer, rent control, there's a form that you fill out that set your rent at a dollar, and you can live anywhere else so long as you pay the dollar that's still your apartment. Even if it doesn't exist anymore, it's raised to the ground, you have the right to that apartment. Um, the big thing is um, suing the landlord. We usually start with a demand letter, suing the landlord for to make sure that the timelines are, are, are enforced in terms of getting the, the apartment back in order. Um, that, that's huge. Um, fires are usually have a lot of administrative work attached to it that, um, that mean that it takes a while to get the building back. So it's important to have some type of fire, uh, quote, and I don't mean to use that word, but some type of uh, implementation of deadline so you know that you're coming back home at some point. Talking with Alt Grouse, Pierre Atterbridge, nobody better. Your rights, uh, folks, your rights if you're a tenant uh, and there is a, an issue or so. Now, here's a very important factor here. Um, one's rights as a tenant vary depending on the severity of the damage, right? So if, if, if it becomes inhabitable due to, a, due to a fire, you become a candidate what's called constructive eviction. Is that true? And it, can you explain that? Sure. So there's actual physical eviction, i.e. the marshal locks your door, the landlord locks your door illegally, right? And there is actual constructive, constructive eviction, which is not actual, but you've been forced out by some other factor. 
i.e. harassment, i.e. fire. So constructive eviction is that, is, is just is the neglection is just not done by a physical force. It's done by another factor, another circumstance. So in that case, again, you can choose to use the fire and casualty clause of your lease and say that you are no longer returning because an actual fire has occurred. Or you can um, just document that you're maintaining the space and that you are, um, you are uh, going to enforce your rights to have the landlord return the apartment to, to habitable condition. Usually the law will, uh, will, I mean, some fire violations are really 24-hour violations. Believe it or not, they have to be repaired within 24 hours. Um, then there's 30, there's 60, and there's 90 days. So at most 90 days, the building should be put back in, put back in order in habitable condition. That usually doesn't happen unless there's a suit underway. And I, we encourage tenants to come together because it's a, com- it's a communal trauma, right, um, in terms of fees and costs and, and, and really a moral, moral strength, right, to come together to actually um, make sure that the, uh, the deadlines are being met. And I think one of the more important things is, and I've been in this situation before, and that's renter's insurance. Right. You know, uh, listen, you rent the house. You rent an apartment, there's flood insurance, but there's renter's insurance overall. Even if your landlord is homeowners, it won't cover your belongings if they're damaged. That's the key here for any tenant, whatever situation, correct? That is correct. Um, I haven't had a problem with renter's insurance covering in terms of the fire, so I tell people all the time that renter's insurance, it can be as low as $15 a month. It will save you every time. Is uh, the key as far as getting it uh, all done out the Grouse Pier Outer Bridge, the founder and the owner of the New York City based law firm Outer Bridge Law Practice, really focusing in on landlord tenant litigation, other transactional matters. Great information this morning out the Grouse Thanks so much. Thank we'll talk soon, all right? Thank you.